is happening, people, and welcome back to the Park Lane Podcast, episode 14. Spurs aren't playing at the moment because the World Cup is on. We're still here to bring you all the Spurs content that you need in your lives. And I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Winnie. How you doing, mate? Um, I'm good, mate. Do you know what? This is, uh, it, it's, this is, this is quite refreshing to be on here and, and not have to moan about Spurs, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's... it's it's you know there's a lot of adversity around the World Cup and and where it's based and stuff like that, but it's come just at the right time because I'm ready for a little break from Spurs uh, and to talk about something a little bit different. So uh, all good, mate. What about yourself? Yeah, mate, I'm all good. Um, enjoy. Do you know what? I'm actually like enjoying having the football on every day. Like, <laughs> and do you know what's good about where it's based, right? In the sense of a time zone, not as in where it's based geographically. Yeah. is, uh, you know, I work from home all the time and I just have my iPad on next to me just to have a right. between BBC and ITV, watch the footy all day long, get on my work. It's good, mate. I like it. There's been a lot of boring games, but uh, yeah, it's been good. Um, right. So before we uh, get into it, obviously, we need to do the formalities. If you are watching on YouTube, don't forget to like the video and don't forget to subscribe. Get your comments in the comments section. Ask us any questions that you like. And if you are interested in joining and having your say, don't forget to ping us a message and we'll invite you in. Uh, if you're listening on uh, any of the famous podcast platforms, don't forget to give us a five-star rating and don't forget to share it around with your friends. Right, let's crack on. So what we're going to do today, people, is have a little rundown of how Spurs are getting on in the World Cup. So let's start off with... Where should we start? Let's start with England, shall we? England versus Iran, Winnie. England, six. Iran, two. It was the start of the World Cup. It's a great win for England. We both got our England shirts on. We did concede twice. What are, your, what, what are your total thoughts on the game? I think you've got um, a few connection issues, mate, because you seem to be jittering quite a bit. I'm not sure if uh, there's anything you can do about it, but... Um... Just see if there is in the meantime, and I'll quickly talk about the uh, about the England game. But yeah, it was a it's it was a game that we expected to win um, from the start. There was no doubt about it. You know, no disrespect to the opposition, but in the World Cup, you know, because there's so many teams, there's always going to be a team um, in a group that you're expected to win, and that was the one. So I mean, we started exactly how how, how I thought we would. Um, I mean, it probably took us a bit longer to to get the goal than I expected, but. It, um, I mean, it literally, it, the game the game played out exactly as as, as and it, it, to be to be honest, it doesn't normally work like that, um, because England, you know, their, their performances sometimes can be a little bit hit and miss, as we'll get onto with the the other games we play, um, but yeah, so it was just a, I mean, I must admit, I I made myself look a little bit silly because. On Facebook, uh, when when the team was announced, um, straight away on Facebook, because you know I, I've got my players who, and this is nothing to do with who they play for. You know, when it's when it's when it's England, I do look at it. I look at the player as a player and not the club they play for. Um, however, I mean, when when it was announced, either side of Harry Kane, we've got Saka and Sterling. Now, I think Saka and Sterling are far too wasteful on the ball. Um, and I, I made my my opinions quite quite prominent on Facebook, and I got absolutely pelted for it because who scored? Oh, Saka! 
and Sterling. So I made myself look like a right mug. I can't lie, but you know what? Credit credit where credit's due. Um, I mean, obviously Sterling scored because of Harry Kane, um, but yeah, credit. I mean, I mean, Saka's goals were, were, were decent as well. So um, on a whole, it was a, it was a convincing England performance, um, but it was one that we expected and we shouldn't have expected any less, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, Harry Kane only played 75 minutes. Some people thought that maybe he should have played less after he rolled his ankle um, yeah. in around, I don't know, 60, 58 minutes, something like that. Yeah. You know, again, I'm getting pelters on Twitter all the time from his performances and the fact that he's not scoring the goals. But as you say, he got two assists in the first game. And, yeah. you know, that's just the Harry Kane that we know, isn't it? This is this is see this is the this is the problem, and it, and it really really winds me up. Not just because it's a Tottenham player, I I would feel the same if let's say for instance it was like Phil Foden in his position and was getting absolutely pelted when he was you know Harry Kane is consistent. It's very rare that he has um, like a four out of ten. At worst case, he's normally let's say like six or seven out of ten. He doesn't normally score the goals, but he's always involved in the game. And that's exactly what it was um, against Iran. So, like I said, he set up Sterling for his goal. I'm pretty sure he was involved in in, in, in a couple of other goals. Um, it's just typical Harry Kane. That's what he does. And I think as, as he's getting older, I think he's realising that he can influence the play. We've said this before, when, you know, for Spurs, because he started to do it more for Spurs now. And I think that's the problem is because we see it for Spurs, but it works so effectively um, because we have Son and Kulisevsky who can take the place and can score the goals. But for England, I think some of the fans are just so narrow-minded. They look at it and they see Harry Kane like in the centre circle receiving the ball and they're, they're, they're thinking, what are you doing there? You should be up there scoring the goals. But this is just the, this is Harry Kane now. As he's getting older, I think he's realising he can influence the game just a bit further back. He doesn't have to be on the last man because he's got players around him that can do that. Yeah, definitely. I was talking with a friend last night and we'll get on to the USA game, but uh, he said to me that he believes that Harry Kane is turning into Wayne Rooney for England. Okay. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, you, you can see similarities, I suppose, because if you look at, if you look at, you know, not only was, was Rooney a fantastic goal scorer, he also was a good, a good creator as well. You know, he, he had the ability to, to turn and then and then ping a ball sixty yards up to one of the wingers, which is what Harry Kane can do. But I, I don't I don't really see I don't really see that that comparison as such because Harry Kane is just a is just a different he's a different type of player. Although they have similarities, he's a different type of player. Um, and like you know, Wayne Rooney was nice and aggressive, and he, he would he would fly into a tackle. He was he was kind of like a mixture of like a, a hard centre midfielder and a striker. But Harry Kane is just pure pure ability. And, I don't think anyone can be compared to him, to be honest. No, I think I think you're 100 percent right, and it won't be long until uh, you know he gets back to his scoring ways and he does start scoring in uh, exactly in the World Cup. So let's move on to the next game, which was Senegal nil, uh, Netherlands two, with yeah. uh, Pape Matassar, Spurs yeah. young player who hasn't really seen a lot of first team football. Plays in a role in which you wouldn't really expect to see fireworks from him. Um, but again, I would say relatively solid performance. Senegal were in the game until very late on when they conceded two late goals. Um, yeah. You know, what are your kind of quick thoughts on him? It's 
It's a weird one because, you know, like he's he's someone who I am dying to see. Like I want to see more of him. Um, and there's, you know, there's a few other players like that. Um, we, we're crying out, you know, on, on a Spurs level, we're crying out for people like Jed Spence and people like that. These are people that we want to see. So this tournament is good for people, you know, for, for Spurs fans to get a look at people like Papi Matasar, um, who, who doesn't feature for Spurs. I mean, it's 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 a weird one because he's obviously got the ability because he he's he's traveling to the World Cup with, with his country. So and, and it's not this isn't like a rare occurrence either. I'm pretty sure he does get in the in, in the Senegal squad, maybe not the team. But he gets in the Senegal squad whenever they have international breaks and stuff. So, it, 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 I'm looking forward to seeing to seeing more of him. To be honest, I didn't. I don't. I'm not sure whether he featured too much in that game or whether he did at all. Um, but I know so he you are definitely... correct. There was uh, there was no minutes played by Sar. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it, it, it was. I could, I think we, I did see him play, but I think it must have been the next Senegal game that he got minutes. But like I say, I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. And hopefully, you know, if, if Senegal progress, um, I'm not sure, again, what kind of state they're in in the table. But um, it would be good to see to see him get some minutes, you know, because we don't get to see him in a Spurs shirt. No, definitely. You are correct. And so apologies for everyone's confusion. He did come on uh, as a substitute. Yeah. Um, in the following game. So anyway, let's move on to uh, a, a team that had two Spurs players in it, actually. And uh, that was the USA 1, Wales 1. Yes. You know, where Davis and Rodon played in defence for the USA. Not a great uh, showing from either of those two scenes that they conceded in the first half to the USA. But <laughs> Wales have been kind of uh, very slow in this World Cup, haven't they? You know, they, they yeah. performed incredibly well at uh, Euros a few years ago. Course, and then yeah. they, um, you know, got back into the World Cup. Let's not forget, it's their first World Cup for like 60 years or something crazy like yeah. that. Um, yeah, of course. And obviously, you know, with two uh, centre-backs, let's call them, because um, that's how they play for Wales, um, playing in, in a tournament, which is a pretty poor Wales team. Let's be Let's be quite honest about it. Um, both played the whole game and Wales came back into the game and, and drew one all. So you kind of expect what you expect from, from those two for Wales, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I'm someone who, who I actually, I, I, again, people may may disagree, but I actually quite liked Rodan, to be honest. I thought he, he's quite raw when we got him from Swansea. I looked at him, hadn't really seen too much of him, um, but I looked at him, as a as a defender, and you know he he's got all of the, the like the raw talent to become a great defender. But then again, I think it's 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 dependent on your application in the game, and you know how how you how you take what you've got and and, and apply that into the actual game itself. Um, so I was a little disappointed to see him. Obviously, he's only gone on loan, uh, and he can come back. But again, I, I think that depends on the situation of the manager at the time, whether he actually likes the look of him. And I don't think. For whatever reason, maybe it's again. I don't really see it because we always say this with players. When players aren't featuring, the, the the thing that people say all the time is, "Oh, well, you know, you don't know." This is the same with Spence. They say, "Oh, you don't know what he's like in training. He might have an attitude, or he might not look yeah. good in training." Do you know what I mean? That's the first thing that people say. I think sometimes players just managers just don't like the look of players in terms of what they can offer the team. Um, but it's a bit. It's 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 disappointing that I think. 
you know, we've had a few managers now that have had the same opinion on Roden, whereas I look at him and I think, do you know what? I, I think he'd do a job like I would much rather be putting him in when we, you know, when we put Davinson Sanchez in, I'd much rather be seeing us put someone like Roden in. Um, and, and Ben Davis, like you say, he, he's Ben Davis. He, he's, he's, uh, he's a bit like Marmite. Some, you know, some people like him, some people don't. Um, I'm more on the scale of liking him. I don't love him, but I think when he does, he always gives a hundred percent. And I say he's Mr. Consistent. He does have his stinkers. Let's you know, we won't, we won't, we won't forget about that. But I think when he's, you know, he's definitely more suited to to the left centre back role. But I mean, that no disrespect to Wales, but when your sent your two of your centre backs are Joe Roden and Ben Davis, do you know what I mean? It's it, yeah. it's it's not it's not great, is it? Let's be honest. No, definitely not. And I think you're right. You know, I think. Ben Davis is more suited to a left centre back role with his age yeah. and how the modern game of football and how you know um, left wing backs and left backs kind of <laughs> play in, in the game. Last, would he? If no. he was a left wing back nowadays, he would not last. Let's face it. No, do you know what I'll give uh, Ben Davis credit for is his the fact that he you know always tends to give it a hundred percent. You know, he exactly. always yeah, tends yeah, yeah. to get stuck in. But, you know, I think you made an interesting point about Joe Rodon, though, is that because he was signed under Jose Mourinho, wasn't he? And yeah. uh, I don't even think Mourinho fancied him at the time. But he got <laughs> some minutes I mean. under, under Mourinho. But, you know, he's a young talent. Is yeah. he good enough to play for Spurs at the highest level? I don't believe so. And that's maybe where the managers see it. But I think yeah. you're right. You know, would I rather see Davidson Sanchez or would I rather see Joe Rodon given a given a shot? Do you know what? I'd probably rather see Joe Rodon. The only difference with him is he's very raw in terms of championship level and Premier League top four level. Do you get what I'm saying? You know, I've saw, seen him live a couple of times and uh, watching him come up for headers and the way he attacks the ball and the way he defends is very much like a championship hard hitting defender. Does that work yeah. at the top level in the Premier League? Um, I mean, uh, you know, I'll say no, but then I'll also kind of counter that with, um, I don't know, let me think, people like, uh, people like Ben Mee um, and, and Tarkovsky. Um, they're, they're defenders who are, I think, you know, like what you've just described, like championship hard-hitting players, um, and they survived at the top for, you know, albeit not not in the top half necessarily, um, you know, for your Burnleys and stuff down the bottom, that they, they, they've done okay. So I think he, he he's he's definitely oh, this is this is this is gonna be controversial possibly, but he's definitely he's definitely a Premier League player. I I would go as far as saying that. Um but how far he'd venture up the league in terms of his ability, it, you know, I'll leave that. I'll let that, everyone else decide that. But um, possibly not, like you say, if we're looking at Tottenham in the Champions League, um, challenging for the top four and, dare I say it, you know, the, maybe the top two, not this season, but in the future, um, do I see our centre-back, one of our centre-backs being Joe Roden and, and consistently playing to that level? Probably not, like you say. Um, but I do definitely think there's a player in there. Um, I think he'd do great for someone like Brighton, something like that. 
Yeah. I think, I think no, he's I, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because I think he's, I think with 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 you know he's got he's got the aerial aerial ability. He's a good defender. He, he there's no doubt about that. We chucked him in against Liverpool. Uh, I'm not sure whether it was his debut for Spurs. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I know it was one of his very early games. Um, and he was decent. Like he, he didn't look out of place. Like he he knows where to be as a defender. Um, and like you say, he's good in the air. And I think he's okay with his feet. So. You know, he might not be up to the scratch of, of Tottenham challenging top four league, but like, like I say, someone like Brighton, where they play nice football and stuff like that, I think he'd fit in well. But we'll see what happens when he comes back from his loan spell. Yeah, because he's on loan at Nice, right, at the moment? Uh, no, who was it? Um, it's who we played in the Europa. Oh, the Ren. Ren, that's the one. Yeah, 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 Ren, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, forgive me, people, for my poor ability on loan players at Spurs. Um, <laughs> anyway... Let's move on to, you know, what I reckon was probably so far the game of the tournament. Okay. I was absolutely glued to this game. And from a player who I had incredibly high hopes for, uh, you know, in this World Cup, Spurs player wise, had a bit of a shocker. Let's, you know, let's think he came back from injury. Yeah. And, you know, this is his first, you know, everyone was a bit fuming because he went straight out to the World Cup and posted all these pictures of him training with the Argentina squad and whatnot. And that's Christian Romero. And, yeah. you know, kind of showed really because it was Argentina 1, Saudi Arabia 2. And uh, for the first goal, actually, to be honest, probably for both goals, looked like he was uh, out of sorts really. But, yeah, what are your thoughts? First of all, I don't know if you saw much of that game, but what are your thoughts on that game? And secondly, on uh, Christian Romero? So uh, this is, you know... Um... As I've said to you previously, so the, the the great thing about this World Cup is that I work from home like yourself. Um, so the 10 o'clock kickoff is literally prime in the middle of my work. So I can have it on in the background while I'm working away. So the 10 o'clock game is the game that I can catch every single day. So when I was looking through the fixtures, I looked and I saw Argentina, Saudi Arabia, like 10 o'clock. I'm all over this. Like I get to watch Romero, I get to watch Messi. It's probably going to be a good game, you know, like a nice high-scoring game for Argentina. Didn't play out that way at all. So, yeah. So, I mean, first of all, with Romero, I mean, look, I I don't blame him yet. So, I'm assuming, I'm assuming this is his first World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you know what? Like in the build-up to it. I don't I, I don't think that he I don't think he was injuryless. He definitely had an injury. Um, and I think World Cup aside, he would have played through it because I think um, Conte has said previously, you know, he's been playing through injury, but he just wants to be in the team and help us. So why would that change? Like, I don't doubt that he wants to be in there for Spurs, but at the same time, this is his first World Cup. He might, you know, touch wood, it never happens, but he might get a career ending injury post World Cup and never play in a World Cup again. It's like as, as a footballer, yeah. you know, playing in the Champions League is is like you know one of the pinnacles of your career. But also playing at a major tournament would be as well. So I don't get, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't mind what he did previous to previous to the World Cup. Um, it was a little bit of a kick in the teeth when, you know, literally the day after we 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 struggled to beat Leeds, he posted on Instagram or whatever it was or Twitter of him training with um, with Argentina. That was a little bit of a kick in the teeth, you know. Yeah. Timing is timing is a great thing and that the timing on that wasn't wasn't 
fantastic. But I mean, the game itself. So I, I managed to catch all of it. Um, and expected goals at half time. I think Argentina, because the, the first half played out exactly as I expected. Argentina scored um, and were just absolutely peppering Saudi Arabia. So at half time, I think the expected goals, which I I personally think is a load of shit anyway, if I'm honest. Yeah, thank um, you. You sorry? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it is a load of bollocks. But um, the expected goals for Argentina was something like 2.4, let's say. Uh, and Saudi Arabia was literally zero. So that's that is that is that shows exactly how that first half went. But then second half, I don't know like what happened, but it was just completely like flipped around. So, you know, Saudi Arabia were putting the pressure on. Saudi Arabia's expected goals were, were a lot higher than than Argentina's. And I mean, you know, maybe maybe Romero was a little bit suspect for the first goal. I mean, the the way that, the way he let like like the player run across his body was wasn't really Romero esque, and then he tried to stretch and block it, and it went underneath his underneath his leg, which was, was a bit unfortunate. Yeah. But it was a good finish. Um, but I mean, you know, as soon as Saudi Arabia got that second goal, it was literally like it was like watching Spurs. It was like literally just get eleven men behind that ball and just defend, and that's what they've done. And you know what? Sometimes for Spurs it works. We hold on. And for Saudi Arabia, it worked for them because they held on as well. But I will say, normally there's, I mean, there, there probably is one team, Qatar, who probably wouldn't, let's face it, they wouldn't be there if, if they wasn't if they wasn't hosting the tournament. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think there's any team that I've looked at and gone, you are pants. Do you know what I mean? There's always, yeah. there is always a couple of teams that you look at and you, you go, why are you here? But do you know what? You look at Iran, we look at them against uh, against Wales. They looked good. They looked, you know, they looked okay in spells against England when they scored the goals. Um, teams like Saudi Arabia. I mean, we'll see how they do next game. But I mean, they performed so well second half against Argentina. So there's not really these teams that you look at, like I say, Qatar aside. So I think it's going to be quite a good tournament. I think there'll be teams that that get through to, you know, the knockout phase that you probably wouldn't necessarily see teams like Saudi Arabia and stuff like that. So I think yeah, for that, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you know what I enjoyed from Saudi Arabia was the the pace of the Saudi players, you know, and how much they because what they did in that game, and we've kind of talked about Saudi Arabia Argentina quite a lot, but like what they did was they took on Argentina at the highest level. They set themselves up really high with the defensive line, and they pressed Argentina from the first whistle. Now. You know, if we look into actually what happened for one of the um, Lissandro Martinez goals, which was chalked off, where he was offside, but if you actually zoomed out in the camera, he was miles onside due to the poor new um, FIFA weird 3D screen thing that they have yeah. to show offside. But anyway, away from that, they performed well. They scored yeah. two great goals. Second goal was absolutely outstanding. Now, I'm going to go out and say this. That if Lionel Messi scored that goal, people will yeah. be talking about it all week. And I guarantee it. You know, he controls the ball, turns a player and wraps his foot around it into the top corner. And Literally. Um, you know, as much as I dislike the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and everything that it stands for, the King of Saudi Arabia gave everybody the day off because they beat Argentina, which is crazy. Yes. Um, anyway, 
let's move on uh, to... There's been a couple of boring draws, and this was very boring. And that was Denmark nil, Tunisia nil, with uh, Hoivier in the uh, in the midfield. Oh, give me a 30-second roundup of this ball fest. I mean, I, I, I managed to catch a bit of it. Um, but it was one of those games where I was I looked at it as a whole and I thought, you know, before the game, I thought this is going to be boring. And I watched a bit of it and I was exactly right. Um, I mean, I don't think, um, you know, looking at it, looking at it from a Spurs point of view, um, I managed to catch up on, on Twitter post game. And I think Hoybier's reviews were pretty much like it is for Spurs. Nothing special, but 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 quite solid. So. I did see a video um, trending on Twitter through Spurs Twitter of um, Hoybier doing a flip flap. So I don't know, I don't know what that that he was good enough to do a flip flap and try and take a player on. But um, yeah, like you say, boring nil nil. Um, um, I think Denmark are a very very good strong team. So I don't doubt that. You know that, that they'll probably progress from their group. I don't, I'm not 100 sure off the top of my head who they've got in the rest of their group, but um, from that game point of view, boring nil nil, um, and I'm glad I didn't watch all of it. Yeah, as far as I remember, they've got France and Australia in their game. Um, right, looks like Winnie has disappeared slightly, so I'm just going to uh, remove him and jump onto Jono's comments. So. Uh, Jono has said, of course, people would be talking more about Messi than Richarlison. One is in the GOAT conversation and the other is a flop at Tottenham. Yeah, they get different treatment. So it's actually a good point, Jono, um, if you're still with us and still watching, um, that people talk about Messi, who had a pretty poor game in the Argentina game. And Richarlison, which we'll move on to um, once Winnie is back, had a fucking hell of a game. And I really want to talk more about Richarlison um, once Winnie joins us back. But it's it's a crazy thing to think about how a player like um, Richarlison isn't getting talked about more in a Brazil shirt than, uh, than Messi has been... Uh, in you know in the whole of this world cup so uh yeah i find it really really bizarre um about that and uh yeah just about that. Right. <laughs> and uh now winnie's back uh what are your thoughts about this where it says of course people are talking more about messi than richarlison one is the goat conversation the other has been a flop at tottenham yeah they get different treatment richarlison is an absolute baller now I said this before we bought him. Um, you know, I've watched him. I watched him at Everton. I say when I say I watched him, obviously, I you know, I watch match of the day, so I see how he plays. Um, Richarlison, he's Brazilian. He's a Brazilian centre forward. That's what we're forgetting, or that's what Pete, that we're forgetting. What people are forgetting, he's a Brazilian centre forward. Like there are others out there. If he wasn't to that standard, he wouldn't be playing like a certain a certain other Brazilian centre forward that that's supposedly better and doesn't uh, doesn't make the team but we won't talk about him but yeah so i mean all we've got to do is just look at look at his second goal i mean we've all seen it i'm sure um just you know his his i must say his first touch although it was good 
I think it was also a little bit suspect because I think it didn't go where he wanted it to. Because it kind of it kind of went up and behind him. But then this is where his natural Brazilian ability came in. Because what did he think normally, you know, any other player would go, I'll try and get my body in between the defender, let it drop and bring it down. No, not not Richarlison. He thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just try and bicycle kick this into the top corner. And what did he do? He did it. So yeah, it's it doesn't so it doesn't surprise me because I've seen him do it. I've seen him try it for Spurs, um, and he's now gone and done it on the biggest stage. So Messi had had a quite a poor first game. Obviously, his team lost, but I mean, it's it's this is Richarlison, and I, this is why as a, as a Spurs fan now I am absolutely buzzing because usually we've got Harry Kane and we've got a couple of you know we're used to having people like. Unkudu, um, no disrespect, Brian Hill, um, Bergwijn, people like this. We've now, as our options, we've got Harry Kane, we've got Kulisevsky, we've got Hyungmin Son, and we've got Richarlison. We've got four players there that would get into most Premier League sides. We are very, very blessed, and I think you know we we probably take it a bit a bit for granted because we're not used to it. We're you know, like I say, we're used to having. If 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 Harry Kane wanted a rest, we're looking round and going, "Sorry, Harry, we can't rest you. We've we've got no one to put in there." Whereas now, if we need to rest Harry Kane for a week, if we've got a, uh, we we still wouldn't, but if we needed to, we've got Richarlison that can come in and take his spot, or we can put Son down the middle. So it doesn't surprise me that Richarlison's just scored an overhead kick on the, in the World Cup. Let's put it that way. Well, you talked a lot more about Richarlison than uh, I expected because we're going to jump onto him soon. But I love love to hear the passion about that. Um, so just because you did ask who else Denmark had in their group, they've also got France and Australia. Right, OK. Um, and just to keep everybody up to date in case you're not watching the game, as far as I last checked, Australia were beating Tunisia 1-0, which is uh, something I didn't uh, expect. Okay, that's interesting. And let's move on to, uh, to France. Yeah. And uh, France beat Australia 4-1. I felt like Australia gave it a good go um, yes. against them. But, you know, the one player we want to talk about is uh, Spurs captain, and that's yeah. Hugo Lloris. Um, pretty solid game. You wouldn't expect him to concede many against Australia. Did concede one. But apart from that, I would say relatively solid game. Yeah, I mean, there was nothing he could do about the goal. Let's just let's just put that out there because, you know, he's been at fault for a lot of goals for, yeah. for Spurs recently. But this one, you know, it was a very good move. It was a ball across the box to the back post. Um, and it, it, was, it was a very nice finish. Um, I think Hugo expected him to go near post and I think he kind of wrapped it towards the far post into the roof of the net. So it was a good goal. Um, I mean, you don't really... Ex- I think that the beauty of it for Hugo for, for France is... He doesn't have to. You, should, you know, you shouldn't expect to have a lot to do um, because they've got they have got quite a solid defence. Um, and I mean, he, he well put it this way: he shouldn't have a lot to do compared to compared to when he plays for Spurs, having Eric Dyer and Davinson Sanchez etc. in front of him. So um, I'm just glad that he. Do you know what? I just wanted to get through this tournament because he's obviously he's in the spotlight of it for Spurs. And in 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 you know Premier League football because Premier League uh, Premier League fans will look at him at the minute and go you know he, he's get, he's getting on he's going past it so I'd like to see him have a very good tournament and you know let's just have no mistakes let's just have no mistakes I'll take that 
Um, I think he'll get, he'll probably, you know, he should get far in the tournament. Um, no doubt he'll probably come up against uh, against Harry Kane at some point. I haven't looked at, that's one thing I haven't done yet. I haven't looked at, you know, potential opponents of for England, but France always seem to be there. You know, they always seem to be on our side of the, our side of the tournament. So no doubt if we can maybe get to a semi or a quarter, we'll, we'll come we'll come against him. But um, I, do you know what? I probably wouldn't mind a mistake there. If he comes up against England in the semi-final, I wouldn't mind that if he chucks one in the goal there. But um, yeah, just on, on, on Lloris, just a nice solid tournament would be good. He was solid that game. He didn't have to do a lot. So it would be good to see him come up against a, a team with a bit more fight in them, even though Australia, you know, they started quite well. So we'll see further in the tournament how he, uh, how he progresses. Yeah, definitely. And uh, moving on to... Um... Another game with a Spurs player in, and that was uh, Ivan Perisic. Yeah. And uh, that was uh, Morocco nil, Croatia nil. We had a couple of nil-nils, actually, uh, which is <laughs> boring to talk about. But it was nice to see Perisic play for Croatia because the last lasting memory I have of Perisic for Croatia is when he scored against England yeah. to knock us out of the Euros yeah. in, uh, when was that, 2019 or 2018. Yeah. Uh, 2018 and uh yeah it was nice to see him play i think he had a couple of chances in that game but again you don't really expect him when you see him in a spurs shirt play uh, you know scoring loads of goals you don't really expect it so no, i wasn't no. expecting a goal fest from perisic but again he's an old head that croatian team for me the whole team is a worry in terms of where they go next because yeah, yeah. of you know the likes of luka modric the likes of an aging squad but um you know solid enough nil nil you'd, you'd be unhappy if you're a croatian wouldn't you with that really yeah i think so i mean because like you say you always look at you always you always look at croatia as one of those teams um one of those teams that can um that can that can damage people like you know they, they usually are quite solid um so i think they probably will be disappointed with that um probably seen as though um you know, Tunisia are now losing to, to Australia, they'll probably look at that and go, actually, yeah, I know, who, who is, that, is that? Is that who it was? Oh, me a sec. Morocco, sorry, I'm looking at a They've wrong... They've got team. Uruguay and South Korea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, OK, yeah, that's cool then. Um, but yeah, so they, they I mean, they, they probably will look at that game now. Sorry, apologies for getting the group wrong there. But they'll look at that now and go, you know, Uruguay and South Korea, very, very difficult games. So that's the game that if they're, you know, before the tournament, they've looked at that probably and gone, Morocco, like we need to get three points in that and then hope for the best in the rest. So they will be disappointed. But like I say, they are, they've got the players in there. They've got, they've got the Modric's, they've got the Perisic, they've got some, some decent players. So I, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't write them off against, against um, Uruguay and South Korea, but the the winnable game was definitely the first one and they, they didn't do it. So I think they, you know, they might pay for that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh quick shout out to Nippon from NS Sports TV. Thanks for joining us. Um, you know, for those that have just joined us, let us know your thoughts on the World Cup so far, your highlights and uh, you know, if you support different teams, how your players have got on um so far in the World Cup. So let's move on to what I expected was going to be the best game for me in the World yeah. Cup. Two decent sides with decent players, um, you know, coming in and uh, and playing. But uh, ended up being a, 
pretty boring nil-nil draw, and that was <laughs> Uruguay nil, South Korea nil. Uh, we had two players in this game on opposite yeah. sides. So it was uh, yeah. really nice to see. Sonny coming back, you know, I feel for Sonny because, you know, he got that that bad injury around his eye socket, which he had to have well, surgery yeah. on. Um, and then he's come back and he has to perform at the World Cup because he's the golden boy of South Korea. Um, up against uh, Rodrigo Bentancourt. Uh, you know, both players play in different positions, but it was lovely before the game to see the uh, the embrace between them, wasn't it? It may honestly like it. It 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 made me. It, 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 this sounds weird, but it literally made me tingle. I don't know why, but like before the game, I saw I saw their little embrace, and you like you could see you could see they genuinely like really really like each other. Um, and I think that's testament to the, the 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 you know the spirit we've got at Spurs at the minute. I don't think there are many players that. You know, like let's let's talk about like a Pogba at United, you know, so to speak. Um, someone that's a bit of an outcast, you know, a really good player, but doesn't seem to get on with everyone. All of our players seem to get on, and I think that was evident from watching watching that game. And I mean, even during the game, did you see that little embrace? Yeah, it was, it was, it was brilliant. When they, I think I think they were waiting, someone was waiting to receive a throw in, and I think Son creeped up on Bentoncourt and like almost held his hand and like <laughs> stroked his arse. So it was a bit weird, but it was it was it was. I'm it was surprised really that didn't give you tingles, mate. That it did. That to be fair, that did give me tingles. I'm not maybe in a yeah, tingles in a different area. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was good. It was good to see the, the, the game aside was a little was a little bit naff. But I was I was concentrating on that purely just watching you know just watching Bentoncourt and Son because I mean Bentoncourt did what Bentoncourt does and just was was just Mister Consistent doesn't didn't really have to do anything spectacular but I mean he did do one little one little roulette in the corner I don't know if you've seen that did you manage to catch that yeah yeah you know it's it's nice to see nice to see him you know playing that again like for Uruguay it's it's difficult it's a bit like talking about Hoiberg for Denmark like these players you're not expecting fireworks and hat-tricks and goals and, and everything else but you know again he's just a solid solid player I think he gets less freedom for um, Uruguay playing, you know, with the likes of Valverde, um, yeah. who, by the way, is absolutely fantastic what a player. player. I mean, if you look at centre midfield partnerships, if you look at Bentoncourt and Valverde, I don't think there's much better in the world. If I'm honest, wow, what a shout! Well, let, let's just let's try. Let's just think about it. The top teams. Let's let, let's just quickly, briefly go over it. England centre mids. Let's say we pick uh, who who have we had. We've had Rice and we've had. Bellingham, decent, yeah, yeah that, that, that is decent. I must admit, to be fair, but um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, do you know what teams? The, the top teams. Let's say the teams that you you expect to do well. Teams like Spain. Let's put Spain in there. I don't even know who their centre. Maybe that's me just being, yeah, oblivious. But I don't even know who their centre mid partnerships are. But Gavi, yeah, is he yeah, playing okay. that role is he a bit more yeah, attacking. Yeah. Um. You're testing my international knowledge, which is pretty. I, I am, yeah. To be honest, um, and that's why yeah. that's why I'm testing you because I ain't got a clue either. Yeah, Jude and Decker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nippon said, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, you know, I, 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 what I will say as well, by the way, Jude Bellingham. Wow. Yeah. What a player! Like the natural ability that he possesses is phenomenal. Like for such a young age as well, he's done so much for his age. He's came through, obviously, came through Birmingham. Um, and then got spotted, Gavi Bus- Busquets and Rodri. Oh yeah, okay, that's pretty. That's pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe I've made myself look a bit silly there. That's but uh, 
but yeah, no, it's still Valverde, Valverde and uh, Valverde and Bentacor. They're, they're definitely up there as a partnership. Yeah, definitely. And uh, let's move on to the last uh, game of the first kind of round of games, um, and that was Serbia against Brazil. Brazil won that game two nil. And do you know what? Like, I'm in a group chat, okay, with a Liverpool fan and an Arsenal fan. Actually, shout out to both of them, Ben and Kieran. They were the OGs of, of this channel before it kind of turned into what it is now. And uh, we give it, me and Kieran give each other a lot of stick because he's a, an Arsenal fan. But when that team got announced and Richarlison was named ahead of Gabriel Jesus, I was absolutely laughing my head off. Because we've had this debate for months and months and months about who is going to, you know, play up front for Brazil. And uh, it was just wonderful to see. But part of my brain was like, oh, I hope he doesn't flop in this game. I hope he doesn't, like, make an absolute tit of himself. And uh, yeah. I get ridiculed forever. But what a <laughs> player. What a player. Two goals from Richarlison from Brazil. And uh, he's going to have to step up more because uh, Neymar's out for the rest of the group game. Yes. Yeah, we, we, we're looking, thoughts. We're, we're looking at someone now who potentially, if he carries on the way he is, he could be he could be the the tournament. You know, the golden boot. He could win it. What what's saying he couldn't? I mean, yeah. I before before the tournament, I tipped. Um, ironically, I tipped Brazil, the two South Americans, Brazil and Argentina, um, to be the two. You know, I said obviously they both can't, they both can't win it, but I tipped one of those two to win it. Um, I was probably I don't know why, but I was I was veering on the side of um, of Argentina more, probably because of the you know the Messi factor. I'm a massive Messi fan. Messi is the goat. I was that's probably why I was tipping that way. But if you break down Brazil's squad, wow, like they have got some unbelievable players. So. Like I say, we're looking at someone now who could potentially win the Golden Boot. And I mean, imagine that for for, for someone like Richarlison. I mean, before the tournament, I'm, I'm sure all the Spurs fans would have seen the video of him sitting with his family when they announced the squad and stuff and going absolutely mental. I mean, for me, there was no doubt he was going to be in that squad. But still, like, it was so humble that he sat down with his family. And when his name was called, they all got absolutely, like, ecstatic and they were so jubilant. And it was the same when he scored. There was a video going around on Twitter of his family watching the game. When he scored, they went absolutely mental, all running around, hugging each other, crying. And that's what it means. Like, so imagine what it what it would be, what it would mean to him if he won the Golden Boot. It would be, it it literally would be incredible. So, I mean, if if he keeps up his his goal scoring, I don't see why he can't. But again, it just depends on 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 how far Brazil get. But yeah, it, literally, his, I know I've talked about it already. His second goal. His second goal, like I, I, I play football myself, not to a fantastic standard, not to a fantastic standard, but um, you know, as a striker watching that, like I say, his first touch was a little bit suspect. I don't think it went where he wanted to, but then his instinct, then it, it was just pure natural raw, like Brazilian ability. He just flipped his body round, bicycle kick right in the corner, went and celebrated with all of his. All of his, uh, the rest of his team and the fans. It was, it was a great moment. And I yeah, did definitely. see. What I was, sorry, what I will say is, I saw. Did you see Harry Kane try it yesterday? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that's that's the start. Like that's what I'm saying by natural Brazilian ability. Like 
obviously Harry Kane being English, phenomenal striker, but maybe leave that bit to that bit to Richarlison because at no point, even though the defender got his head in the way, I don't think there was any point of me looking at it going, Kane's going to do this. <laughs> Mate, it's funny, isn't it? Um, you know, talking about the Richarlison second goal, which a lot of people you know have been talking about. Do you remember what there was a clip of a Brazil training session before the World Cup started? And Richarlison does the exact same thing in training. So I wonder if that's something that he has been working on, or as you say, it's just natural instinct. Do you know know what? The ball has popped up and I'm going to bicycle. I think the one before the tournament, if I'm honest, was probably better because that one has come whipped in from a cross. So he's had to adjust his body. Do you know what I mean? There was a lot. There was there was a lot behind that one. He had to adjust his body, work the flight of the ball, and then strike it. Whereas this one was just up in the air, like the ball didn't really move. He just had to meet the ball. But yeah, I saw that goal, uh, which is why it doesn't surprise me that he's he, he's pulled that off in in a match. To be honest, it doesn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, right. So jump onto this comment really quickly. So Nippon asked what happened to rivalry side TV. So it's. Still exists, but it exists now in the form of Park Lane podcast. All it is is a simple rebrand. Businesses rebrand all the time, and then yeah. we rebranded too. Um, so Rivalry Side TV doesn't really exist anymore, but uh, it does exist and, as Park Lane podcast. And you brought in some fresh blood as well. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> fresh, more handsome blood. Um, right. So Hasbro TV was on last week with Dave. Has just said Richarlison. Uh, you know, not much more we can we can. It was say a great show, then. great show last week, by the way, as well. I was, yeah, uh, really I, was, I, was I was listening in while I was trying to trying to get my son to sleep in the car. So that that's that's and, how uh, what and what the dulcet tones of of uh, has and uh, Dave just <laughs> send your son right off. That's that, honestly, mate. That's how much this show means to me. So I was, uh, you know, my son just if he goes for a nap, he'll go in his car, and I'm thinking. I need to try and manage this so I can do it at 11 o'clock so I can listen in and watch the pod. <laughs> so I was like, right, I'll take him in the car about quarter to 11, get myself a coffee. Lo and behold, on the dot, 11 o'clock, he went to sleep, able to watch all of the show. So, amazing. yeah, credit credit to credit to those two. It was a great show last week. Amazing, amazing. Um, right, so that kind of rounds up the first week of games, the first yes. round of games in the World Cup. Now, forget about Spurs. For a minute, what I want to know is is two things from you. First of all, what are your highlights from the first round of games? And second of all, after all the controversy that's happened over this World Cup, what are your overall thoughts on the World Cup? Um, so my, I mean, obviously Spurs aside, that from the games that I've managed to catch, I think the high. I mean, I also watched. Um, I think the two upsets, to be honest. Um, and I mean, I say upsets. I look at the Japan Germany game now. Before the game, um, I looked at that and I go, you know, Japan. Then they're, they're, they're no walkover. They, they weren't expected to win that game. Germany were expected to win it. But I just, I, I love seeing like under uh, big tournaments. I love seeing under when it's not when it's against England. Obviously, I don't want to see anyone any underdog beat us. But I like an underdog story. Exactly that, yeah, exactly. So I'd love seeing the underdog story. So the, the Saudi Arabia game um, and the Japan Germany game for me were the two highlights. You know, I love seeing it when you know when they get ahead and they, you know, just the intent in their eyes. They're defending. They're defending as a team. I love seeing when, like, you know, when a defender gets a block in. So let's say that I, I saw it a lot in the Saudi Arabia game. Um, someone would get a block in on Messi, and they're absolutely going mental like that because they've just blocked a shot. 
Like, I just love seeing the passion. Um, so those are the two highlights. The adversity around the tournament, I mean, I'm, I, right, so I'm going to be honest now. Um, I don't think it, like, I'm not one of these people beforehand. Obviously, I'm aware of the adversity from where it is and, and, and what's happened for the tournament to happen. You know, people have, there's a lot of people that have lost their lives. And, uh, you know, that, that, is, that is disgusting. However, what I will say is I'm not one of these people. I'm not going to, you know, before the tournament, I heard people say, well, I'm not going to watch it. You are going to watch it. That's the thing. Like, I know you're saying that to make a point, but you are still going to watch it. Have loads of places. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's what, yeah, the, the, the Japan game, it was, they weren't, they were underdogs, but it was a very, very good game. Um, yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah, so the adversity behind it, I mean, I, 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 I'll be completely honest. It, it, it bothers me, but it doesn't bother me. And I, I don't, I don't want that to sound horrible, but I'm still going to watch every game that I can. Um, what I will say is people aren't helping themselves. So, um, you know, like the whole, um, the whole one love armband and stuff like that. We were going to, you know, Harry Kane was going to wear one. Um, I think a couple of other teams were going to wear one. And then at the last minute, they decided against it, which I think was a good move. Um, rightly or wrongly, their beliefs in that country, we, you know, as other countries, we have to respect that if we go over to their countries, even if we don't believe in in what they believe in, we still have to respect that it is, that's 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 their country's um, beliefs and stuff like that. So I've seen a couple of people go over with like one love, um, uh, one love like uh, I saw it yesterday someone had a, a, a it was very it was you know it was innocuous it was it was a very it, it was just a one love um Nike wristband and it had like the colors on it and the rainbow colors and they got refused entry um and they put it on Twitter and were saying you know this is disgusting bloody bloody blah bloody blah, blah, blah and I get it like you should be able to do you should be able to wear some about to football but what we have to understand is that's that's their beliefs we're in a country where they believe something. And even if we don't believe it, we still have to respect it. So I'm going to watch it every game that I can. I love the fact that there's a game at 10 o'clock. I'm going to be honest. I love it because I can sit there and work and, and watch it. So um, it's not going to stop me watching anything. Let's put it that way. No, fair enough. And that's that, you know, that's a very good and honest take on, on what is going on. You know, I, I'm not going to jump into it in too much detail you know, it's very difficult for me, um, the whole subject around it, because for those that don't know me, I spent four years living in the Middle East. And, yeah. um, you know, I had a very honest conversation with my mum the other day, who also actually happened to live quite that time um, in the Middle East as well. And, you know, we have completely different views. She has decided to completely, you know, boycott the whole, the whole tournament. But, you know, what I will, yeah. If you want to do that, 100%, like I agree with you, um, that that's fine. But for me, I, I think I think it is okay to to understand that what they believe in isn't okay. But also at the same time, like it doesn't directly affect me. So I am still yeah. going to watch it, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. What I will be honest about, and, you know, people may tune off and not want to, to listen to this, but, you know, I have seen and experienced a lot of time with uh, said migrant workers now you know i'm not going to say that i spent hours eating dinner and chatting away with them but you know whilst i was you know living out there i off all let, right okay i'll be very broad about it all of the buildings that everybody goes to and everybody goes on holiday to and everybody takes instagram shots and everybody you know posts about and um 
you know, wants clouts for living, you know, traveling and living in, in Dubai and, and Abu Dhabi and, and Qatar and all of these places. They are built by underpaid, um, you know, underappreciated and, you know, effectively, um, you know, dre- you know, treated as dregs of society, Yeah, you know, in these countries. So whether you go to Dubai and whether you stay in the fanciest five-star hotel, whether you go to the fanciest beach club and drink the nicest cocktails that you've ever had, all of this is created by these poor people who are treated and disrespected day to day in society, you know, in those areas of the world. So all of these people that have come out and all of these statements that have been made by pundits and other assholes yeah. that have made these these statements worn these armbands in protest are still yeah. the same people in their time off are going to these places and enjoying the luxuries of the world which is built by the blood and tears of these you know poor underpaid migrant workers yeah. so there's a very big difference between making a statement and also enjoying the and reaping the um sadness of these people, in my opinion. And so it has to be really carefully looked into in what you're going to protest about and then what else you're going to do. If you really believe so badly in these things, don't go there. Don't go to these places. Don't enjoy these these luxury resorts. And yes, something must change. I'm not for one minute saying it's okay. You know, I have seen the labor camps in which some of these people in Dubai live in, you know, 15 people to to a room in bunk beds and don't have their own passports. You know, that is not acceptable in society in any modern world but at the same time if you're going to do these things you need to just boycott the entire thing altogether and there's definitely um a lot of people that cannot see that and uh anyway that's just what i wanted to to make a point of but on the flip side of that one of the interesting things that i have seen from this world cup is i've seen a lot of fans enjoying themselves together i've seen a lot of fans mixed in the stadiums which i don't know if that always happens at world cups but it's good to see i've seen Next to no, whether this is a media thing and whether it's all been hidden from the media, but the world's media is there. I've yeah. seen no trouble. I've seen no fights. I've seen no do issues. Know, do you know why this is? I know alcohol. why this is. There's no alcohol, mate. It's as simple as that. I, I, I am one that I, if I go to football, um, I've been on, I've been on England away days. Um, it is very heavily influenced by alcohol. Not for myself. I don't really drink. I'll have a couple of drinks, but. You know, I, I sit there and I watch people get absolutely hammered. And that is, it's as simple as that. There is no trouble. And there is no, it's not, I don't think it's because the media aren't reporting it. I genuinely think there is no trouble. And that is because there is no alcohol. Like, I get, no, I, I get it. Some people, Tito, some people should be able to, uh, should be able to go to the tournament and, and enjoy it without having to drink. Like, I, I get it adds to the, the atmosphere and, you know, people like to go and enjoy themselves and let their hair down. But for me, it's quite refreshing to see a tournament where you're not seeing on Twitter loads of people absolutely off their face, starting fights with any random people. You see it when when clubs go away, they start like they start wrecking local businesses and, you know, they'll go to a local a local bar and they'll start wrecking the gaff. Like it's just mindless. So it's good to see a tournament that's fresh of alcohol, like, you know, without alcohol and looks like genuinely people are there enjoying themselves yeah definitely uh before we move on very quickly to the last few games that were played yesterday 
Uh, I want to just touch on my highlight from the tournament. And, you know, I was thinking about Saudi Arabia. I was thinking about Japan. But do you know who I thought played incredibly well and showed a very good, um, you know, very good account of themselves, um, you know, for an African nation? And that was Ghana against Portugal. I felt yeah. like, you know, the game ended 3-2. There was a dubious penalty for Ronaldo. I felt like... It was not a at, penalty. Yeah, even at 3-1 nope. down, I felt that they showed heart and desire to get back into yes. it. And I wouldn't be surprised um, if they could really, you know, prove an upset and potentially get out of their group, which would be yeah. um, fantastic. But uh, let's move on quickly. So Wales were beaten yesterday 2-0 by Iran. Looks yes. like pretty much Wales are out, um, you know, give or take, depending on how England get on. Um yeah of the World Cup. Davison rode on again. Pretty poor display from them. I don't, you know, I don't think that they, I actually had a bet on Wales to win yesterday and that was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Wales were, were, were truly dreadful. But um, again, I don't think you can say much um, about them. What I will say is the, the decision, the initial decision from the referee to book Wayne Hennessy what was, I mean, like what was that? <laughs> that was one I of suppose, the... I suppose that there was a covering defender. But, um, yeah, but I mean, the keeper shouldn't be 40 yards out of his box in the first place. Like, if a keeper's wandering out there and, and, and kicking someone in the face nearly, then... MMA style knockout. Him. That's what I... It was honestly... It was a, it, it, the slow motion one, I, I'm I'm honestly shocked that the player got up and carried on because yeah. he's literally just been kneed in the face. But, yeah, so that was my, my take from that was the initial decision... To, to give a yellow card. I mean, even if you didn't see the incident in detail when you look at it through VAR, it was clear enough to go, he's not won any of the ball. He's made a reckless tackle. That's a red card. But, you know, the right decision in the end. Um, and I think because of that, it, it you know, the Wales were holding on beyond that time. You know, I, mean, I think I can't remember what time he got sent off, but I think they had about 10, 15 minutes to hold on. And I thought they was going to do it at one point. And then the first goal that went in just kind of killed them off. So, yeah, like you say, and, Roman, uh, just Roman to keep you all made. updated, sorry. Uh, yeah, Australia have beaten Tunisia 1 0, full time result. Right. So uh, that's a big. That's, yeah, that's opened that group up now. So is that the Denmark group? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So Tunisia yeah. on one point, Denmark on one point, France on three, Australia on three points. So Hoybier's going to have to pull his finger out of his arse now, isn't he? It's as simple as that if he wants to get through. So it's going to be difficult for Denmark because they've got to play. Play France next, so exactly. So really interesting. Um, right, move on to the Qatar uh, Senegal game, which was on yesterday as well. Uh, Sar came on as a substitute. Um, yes. Senegal ran out three-one winners. Qatar make me absolutely hell. Right, so <laughs> a lot of their players are players that they brought in from other countries, so such as okay. African nations. They had a huge um, scouting network where they went out and they scouted these players. They brought them into this academy in Qatar and they allowed them to gain citizenship based on, you know, some other things, you know, that they had to do and things like that. Okay. So, you know, I don't know how many of them, because Qatar, you know, the Qatar population is very small in terms of actual, um, I don't know the right word to use. Um Anyway, people genuinely and were born in, in Qatar. So I think some of them have like, you know, fathers and mothers and grandparents and things that, that were born right. there. But uh, a lot of them weren't. Anyway, they decided to swap their keeper after the first game for their second keeper, who also had an absolute nightmare um, <laughs> compared to the first the first guy that was in goal against Ecuador. But uh, 
again, they they have at least they scored, I suppose. But I, you know, I was expecting them to to do a little bit better than they have done. I mean, the first team, the first team to be knocked out of their own tournament. So, <laughs> I mean, that, that that's quite bad. That's like you look at that. That's gutting. That is. I mean, that that just shows. I mean, these these these. It's great that these teams get automatic qualification if they host the tournament. But at the same time, like you've got to think, should we really be there? Because I mean, it is embarrassing. There's no doubt about it. Like being knocked out first of your own tournament. But you know, yeah. that's fair play to them. That that at the minute they're hosting, they're hosting an okay tournament. So. Maybe they can continue doing that. So, yeah, definitely. And uh, there was one other thing I was going to mention about Qatar, which was that you know a lot of people forget that they did win the 2019 Asian Cup and they did beat Japan in the final. So um, I did not know that. Yeah, and that was held in in Abu Dhabi in in 2019. So you know, I was expecting a little bit more from from Qatar. But uh, to be fair, their their coach has never coached a first team men's first. Like fantastic, yeah. <laughs> before until he took no, no. over in Qatar, and I think he wasn't even the manager at the time, and he took them to the 2019. Um, hey, look out! Look how good Tim Sherwood done for us. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. But before that, he was a Barcelona. He was a Barcelona B coach, so he does have a little bit of uh, right. Okay, information. There's some uh, Qatar football knowledge for everyone in case they care. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on to the final game, and that was last night's. Fest, which reminded me exactly like England versus Scotland in the Euros. Yeah. Um, and that was England nil, um, USA nil. And actually, I think England were lucky to uh, come away with a nil-nil draw. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It was, um, it was one of those games where I think England in particular, possibly USA as well, maybe not so much, but I think England were happy to go out, to, to say to go out there, England were happy to go on that pitch and, and, and get a draw because I think that pretty much sees us through now. I mean, I looked, I've looked at the group, and I, I think, uh, I, I, I think even if Wales beat us, I'm pretty sure that it'd have to take some significant swing for them to for them to top us. So I think we are, you know, it, 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 although it was a boring game, like I say, it has pretty much it pretty much con, con, you know confirmed us going through to the next to the next stage. So. I mean, USA, that they're, they're, they're a weird, like I look at them and I, I don't expect them to, I don't expect them to be amazing, but do you know what? They've, they have got some good players and one player that we're looking at in particular in, in, um, in McKenney. So it was good to see him because <clears throat> I know we've been linked with him and we are continuing to be linked with him, but I haven't really seen too much of him. Um, but from what I saw yesterday, I quite like him. And I think if we get him, I'm not sure if it's going to be in the summer. And I think it's a free transfer. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure yeah. on that. I think, yeah. So do you know what? For free, like I, I think he's going to be. A, I think it'd be a good a, a good acquisition to the team. But I think if I'm honest, I think the game played out exactly as I expected. I, I think both teams almost like cancelled each other out as such. Yeah. Um. But like you say, I think in, in at times we. I mean, Pulisic hit the bar with a with a good effort. Um. But I mean, other than that, I don't think there was anything. Anything significant? I mean, what can you talk about in a game that's uh, that's that boring? Denmark two, France France to open the score. Eriksen, Leverhoi, but injury time winner. That would be nice. <laughs> I'm like that, yeah. I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can see that happening, but <laughs> I know. Nothing, nothing um, see, but yeah. So yeah. The, the England game, it was boring. It was what I expected, and I expect us to be a lot better against Wales. Yeah, definitely. And and especially with Wayne Hennessy not obviously playing, Danny Ward will be in goal for Wales. Uh, Wales really haven't got anything to play for apart from pride. The only yeah. thing that I worry about is the fact that England against, 
you know, I don't want to say close nations because obviously the USA isn't, but England have never beaten USA. In yeah. A, like in a, is it like a World Cup match or like a competitive match? Um, yeah. And England were poor against Scotland in the Euros, and uh, England were poor against uh, Wales in the Euros until we did beat them late on, uh, going back to 2018. So um, it will be very interesting. I'm trying to work out in my brain, as you say, what scorelines would mean that England didn't go through. And so if I if I look if I sorry I don't believe. Didn't... Yeah, as you say, I don't know how that would happen because if Wales, even if Wales beat us and Iran beat USA, we would still have better goal difference than Wales. Yeah, I think there has to be. So let's let's just quickly look at that now. Let's let's say Iran beat USA or vice versa. If either of those teams win, um, they would be above us on points. Yeah. Um, and if Wales beat us, they will be level on points, but they're on minus two and we're on four goal difference. Yeah. So it, they'd have to beat us. Quite a lot, so yeah, and I can't okay. see that happening. I could I see them beating us probably because, like you say, they, they've got a lot of pride to play for. England possibly think they've already qualified, so could I see them beat us? Maybe, but not significantly enough to to, to take us out of the tournament. So yeah, Perfect. what I will say, sorry, before yep. someone po- someone um, gave me uh, my, my basically my friend uh, messaged me and said, let's hope the curse of ITV doesn't strike. So. Interestingly, when we've played on BBC and ITV, so we've played on ITV, yeah, our ITV record, yeah, we've played 24 games, we've only won four. Oh my God, that's crazy. But we are on BBC. On BBC, we've played 22 and we've won 15. Oh, we're on BBC on Tuesday night, so... Uh... There we go. So, and it was interesting because I basically, I messaged him and I was like, all right, come on, man, let's, 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 let's not be silly. ITV... Another draw. So it's the curse of ITV. So if we get a big game, a, let's say a semi-final and we're on ITV, we might as well just go home. <laughs> That's what we're saying. Incredible, incredible. Uh, well, that kind of like rounds us up. But really quickly, uh, two questions for you. Who's going to win the World Cup? Um. So pre-tournament, I thought Argentina... After the first round of fixtures, I think Brazil. And who's going to be... Uh, I'm going to go Spain. Okay. Because I thought they looked phenomenal. Actually, do you know what? That That's the one game that I haven't seen, but I saw the result and it was at 6... 7-0. Six, 7-0, seven nil. Seven nil, yeah, okay. So I, that was the, the, the other one from England aside because I saw us obviously we won 6-2 against Iran, so... Yeah, did they play well then? Oh, I'm assuming they did to win 7-0. Yeah, they just got, they've just got a very young... Um, very okay. technically gifted side. So, uh, yeah, they should to... be in Spain. Yeah, the, the players they've produced over the years, you know, yeah, the ones coming through should be just as good. So, I was very impressed by them. Um, and Ferran Torres is uh, Shagan Lewis Enrique's daughter as well. Um, so there we go. You know, hopefully that that does something good for them. <laughs> um, and yeah, who who do you think will be the Golden Boot winner? So, I'm going to say it. I'm gonna go. Could be no, because I've gone Brazil to win the tournament. No, no, yeah. no, 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 because I've gone Brazil to win the tournament. I have to expect really that the Golden Boot winner is probably going to come from one of the finalists. So I'm going to say it, Richarlison to win the Golden Boot. Wow, yeah, incredible. Um, 
who am I going to go with? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even think about my own question. Uh, do you know what? I'll just go with um, Ferran Torres. Cool. So uh, let's keep with our with our teams. I think we'll win, but uh, we both hope that, that England do well. And yeah, uh, yeah, you know, that kind of wraps us up. So I want to thank everybody that's joining. I want to thank Jake and Harry and Nipper and, and Jono and you know all the other people that have been in the chat. So if you are new to the channel and you've never subscribed before. Don't forget to subscribe. We will be live every Saturday morning, 11 a.m. as we are every week. We'll be talking about Spurs in the World Cup. Um, if you have any questions or you have any talking points you want us to discuss, stick them in the comments of the video and uh, let us know. But, uh, you know, if you are listening as well on any podcast platform, do not forget to follow us and do not forget to give us a five-star rating. Um, but apart from that, wish all the nations at the World Cup you know, a brilliant time and everybody that's there. A brilliant time as well. And uh, we'll be back next week, Saturday Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Thank you very much. Exactly. See you next time. Come on, England. Come on, England. <laughs> <laughs>